The challenge cast went to a bar and we got to see it. Hallelujah. Plus, Chris talks shit slowly. Wes harkens back to his fresh meat roots to lead Green to a win. Big Brother and Survivor decide to leave the vets alone for a bit. The vets reciprocate with a wild and maybe pointless plan. Some people get flirty. Some people get mad. A great elimination is played in Cassidy's confessional count blows the F up. It's the challenge. USA 2 episode 5 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge or CBS's The Challenge. In this case, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge universe, we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollibald. Thank you so very, very much for being here late on this Thursday night. Another great episode, and I'm saying great at this point. We're elevating it to great episode of Challenge USA 2 is in the books. We're five deep. It's getting good. It's been good. It might be great. As we said last week, we kind of have the best case version for what a challenge season can be at this point and this 2023 more modern era, everything, all those caveats about as good as it could be. And it remained that way. This episode was fantastic. I look forward to breaking it all down with you before we do quick programming reminders it will just continue to be challenge usa coverage for the time being we've got one more episode sunday night remember episode six the final time they're doing two in one week and then i believe if i have this correct although i haven't went back and double checked recently it will go to just thursday night starting next week so we'll get to episode seven next thursday and then we'll have a full week off like our usual typical challenge cadence when that happens we will see about filling that slot and trying to get you still to podcast a week we will see what the rest of my day job workload looks like at that point what else kind of ideas and things could be out there maybe some survivor coverage when that season starts in about a month so there's some things in the works but for the time being challenge usa still a couple times a week for another week here and other than that what we've got to get to on the agenda tonight oh wait no there was one other thing if you're going to Challenge Mania Chicago 5 in a one week from this weekend, about a week and nine days from now, that's the math that I'm trying to do. If you happen to be going, I am going. Hit me up. Let me know. Maybe we can meet and hang out and chat there. So if you're going to be at that event, uh, let me know, definitely, and hit me up. Find me there, and let's hang out a little bit. So now that I've remembered all of the programming reminders, let's get to today's agenda. Same as always, pretty much every episode recap. We're going with the full episode walkthrough because there was so much to talk about. We're just going to walk through the episode like we did last week and like we do anytime there's a really good episode with a lot to digest. Then we got awards, power rankings, predictions, the whole thing. You know how it goes. Let's dive in. Challenge USA 2, episode 5. Here we go. All right, let's walk through the segment by segment of the show, breaking it all down. Really good episode, as I've already said a couple of times. I'll say it throughout this whole thing. Really like this episode. A lot of things to like. A lot of interesting things worth discussing segment by segment, starting with the initial house segment and starting with the very, very opening. Chris talking some shit. Um, it was funny that he did not know what he wanted to say, that his, his little bitches comment were the big pause of you guys are just a bunch of 
little bitches and it wasn't because for dramatic effect it was i don't know what i'm saying when he this the words started coming out of my mouth but he got there he finished it and he's talking some shit and he's stirring up the big brother cbs or big brother cbs those big brothers on cbs big brother survivor stuff starts early and often in the episode and i've got to ask though on the other side of the shit talking which was monty and tyler is the best you have to offer like a little quiet comment in the background because they kind of like start the interaction by with just their little like half-hearted like half-whispered almost like i don't any want anyone to hear this but my microphone so maybe like i'll get the little screen time the air time of it but i don't actually have to have anyone react to it like i need more from them uh i need more from tyler especially uh monty's trying his best in the confessionals to give us something on that front so i'll give him that but uh these two while they're kind of wrapped up in the the bit of this showdown between the two shows here in this episode i feel like i'm not not getting a lot for uh two folks who um i think have a lot of potential and you know it's also a, a function of i'm getting so much from pretty much everyone in the cast that it stands out a little more if i'm just kind of not not that i'm getting anything negative from them but that i'm not getting much from them it kind of stands out a little more then we have wes in the green team meet he calls them out in a fun joking way of like what the hell guys you blindsided me what the hell now i have an enemy that's not cool I love Wes and Michaela's relationship in this. I'm going to talk about it in this moment in a bunch of moments throughout the episode. There is clearly respect there. Like Michaela knows and respects Wes's game. Wes clearly sees and respects that Michaela is a strategic thinker and is a threat and is a damn good competitor. The whole thing, there's respect between them, but there's that tension. They're trying to be honest with each other. They're trying to be as helpful to each other as they could possibly be while keeping themselves clearly number one and knowing that their games don't hundred percent align, but they would like to make sure that in any possible chance they can, they can actually work to each other's benefits. It's just a really interesting and wonderful, wonderful little uh, kind of friendship slash partnership slash. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what exactly to call it. Obviously they're on two, a team together and they're the two, kind of running their team at different points, as we'll see later on, you know, it switches to West kind of calling the shots in this particular episode. It's been Michaela before, and we'll see how that continues into the future. And then we have Cassidy. We get the start of the kind of onslaught of Cassidy confessionals and content, which I'm all here for liked Cassidy coming into this really enjoyed her in this episode. Definitely really enjoyed getting this, you know, backstory, these really heartfelt conversation learning about, which I can't remember if we learned this on survivor. I would feel like we have to, there's no way. I mean, she got, she was runner up on survivor. She was there for every episode and this is the story that they lean into there. So I'm, I'm guessing I knew this and forgot, but the story of her sister passing and the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, this, we did get this story on survivor, but for those who didn't watch that or like me, maybe didn't remember, weren't thinking about it. We get the story again, her sister, unfortunately having passed, and, you know, what all came about with that and the niece and nephews that are a part of that and just how that's affected her life and, you know, how she, uh, you know, shout out to her for kind of calling out and bringing awareness to the problem that is some of the overdoses and the drug ep epidemics in our country and kind of, you know, how this is affecting her and her family and everyone in her life and knowing that it affects a lot of people all across the country. So that was a really nice, you know, heartfelt moment between her and Fessel and Corey. Um, and uh, that was just the start. You kind of knew right in that moment too. It was one of those, like, we're getting the Cassidy backstory. 
gear up everyone uh cassie's definitely 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 going to be a featured part of this episode so you know you always kind of that I started calling them out more and more this season, especially of that little editing moment where in that first house segment, they're going to focus on someone and they're focusing on that someone for a reason. And eventually we would get a lot more of Cassie in this episode. We end this segment with Wes jumping in the pool naked. And this is where I have to say it's, it's the only thing that I don't like about doing these podcasts immediately after watching. Cause yes, I'm, you know, I still don't get the screeners or anything like that. Like a lot of shows do that can pre-plan some content and different things, but along with not being able to pre-plan and then being like, I've got to do this immediately after the show airs is I don't get to listen to all of the other folks, especially all the folks that are on the show that are then going on their own podcast, the Johnny bananas, a Tory deal, uh, whoever was eliminated doing the elimination interviews, Wes on his Patreon, all, all of them. There's so many these days and you learn a lot in the week after each episode. And what I learned last week, or maybe it was the week before I forget, um, at some point, Paulie was on Johnny Bananas podcast and they discussed, I saw the clip of them discussing that uh, Wes and Johnny had had a bet whether Paulie was coming or not. Paulie had convinced Wes he was not coming. Wes was convinced that him and Johnny made a bet and Johnny won that bet. And for losing, Wes had to jump in the pool naked and Bananas on the podcast was, you know, lamenting like, and we made, you know, Wes had to jump in the pool naked and they didn't even show it. So knowing that information that he jumped in the pool naked on night one, first thing when they all got there and Paulie was there, I see Wes jump in the pool naked in this episode. And I'm like, um, is this an editing trick? Did, is this actually from night one? And they're editing it to make it look like right now and goes with this confessional that Wes is having. And maybe that confessional is from earlier, later, who knows, or did he jump in the pool naked multiple times throughout the season? I'm betting this was from the first. I'll definitely be keen on hearing from him or, you know, bananas, maybe commenting on it again on his pod. One of the two finding out if that was uh West, how often West was getting in the pool naked this season. But um, yeah, that was all for the first house segment, a lot of good stuff packed into a short little clip. And then we head to the daily challenge at the daily challenge. Another, almost another fantastic game keyword there almost i almost forgot to say almost and uh i was gonna say another fantastic game and almost another fantastic game the games have been amazing so far this season and this was still a really a good one that fell short from just a little tweak would have made it amazing and awesome I really enjoyed the comparisons to the fresh meat and West specifically back on fresh meat when, you know, him and Casey won five in a row, mainly because they had the little twist of you have to carry the same weight that you brought with you to the season. Wes and Casey famously had way less weight than everyone else. And they famously just didn't do the puzzles during any of those exiles and just ran to the finish line and won via that strategy. So it was a nice callback to that that uh, both Alan Aguirre uh, challenge stats and others all across Twitter during the episode, you know, showing some clips for that calling back to that amazing stuff. I did enjoy that, but similar to how that kind of twist on fresh meat really was the difference maker in who went home and who did not throughout that entire season. Uh, this one needed a slight twist to make it a little better because the obvious clear strategy was just, Hey, Pick the stuff up and run. The, the, the puzzles, are there's not that many of them. Dropping one thing isn't that much for this, this. The run's too short. And I saw, I think it was challenge stats, you know, say like they need to make this stuff heavier. I disagreed with that. I think this works. You just make it a little longer and make the puzzles you get to drop two, not one. So it's a more substantial and you really can speed up because dropping one 
that doesn't speed your group up that much. Certainly not enough to make up for the time it took you to do the puzzle. So make this thing longer. It, it maybe twice as long as it was, cause it didn't look like all that long. Like you could see basically start to end. Um, the puzzles weren't very far apart. So make it a lot longer, throw enough puzzles out there for every team to do two, if they wanted to do two and, you know, cause they can each only stop. The only one team can stop at each puzzle and make you allowed to drop two per time. And I think maybe it turns into an amazing, fantastic game and not one where the only clear strategy is just pick them up and run who can get there first. Uh, but that's what it turns into. Fessel crushes the math. Got a shout out. Huge moment for my guy, huge moment for the fan club. Anyone who, again, as I said on Instagram earlier before the show, anyone that we're always accepting new members. Whenever you guys want to admit that you love and appreciate Fessel on this show, you can come join the fan club. We've got extra seats. We'll welcome you in with open arms. Blue stops at the second puzzle and is basically where they lose the game because they stop briefly and then eventually they run and you know they're just a little bit behind green at the end. And I would think that a team with Bananas, Tori, Desi, and Fessel would look around and be like, we can carry this shit way better than all the other teams. Like, we'll do the first puzzle because everyone has to. We'll drop one. We'll put Sebastian and Alyssa on the ends of our little connected thing. And the us four will each have a hand on one of, of each. And like, boom, like, let's go. So I was a little shocked that they even stopped at all and they didn't just immediately have we have the strongest fastest team so we should be the ones to take the bold strategy of no puzzles just run uh so that that i was asking some questions i was kind of like what's going on here uh, i thought bananas especially maybe should have been just on the same wavelength as wes of this is the best strategy here maybe they maybe he didn't want to win there's times where that guy has said he doesn't want to win. So that could be two green wins. The Michaela West relationship again, so fun, so interesting. She, the little reluctantly, there's a little tension, but not in a bad way, just in the really like, let's think this through, but she lets him take the lead. The strategy works and they get that W. Then we have the nominations back at the house. Monty and Tyler going, you know, full F survivor mode because one comment from Chris, I guess, uh, that's a befuddling move. That's a kind of where I'm like, I thought the big brother folks were all super duper strategic. And some of them are showing that to be true and others are showing that not to be true. So maybe we shouldn't just make a big blanket statement about any given show, having any given ability across their whole cast. Cause guess what? They all have a mixture of abilities as all of the shows do, but Monty and Tyler, I, it, I just, I didn't get why they were so quick to just be like, we'll go with Wes. We'll go against Survivor, and we just want to be Big Brother Strong. And it's like, they're the two, at least via the edit and via what we're seeing in this episode, are the ones that are kind of leading the charge of like, why are you forgetting about the vets again? Why why are you stopping targeting Wes Bananas? Why, why did that suddenly become not the thing to do at any point? I just don't totally understand. Um, but they're kind of Wes's minions and they deserve to be called that in this episode. Cause he gets them completely come to come to his side and gets them to be like, Hey, there's three of us and Michaela and, uh, and Alyssa S. So like, if we can agree, then we can make the vote, whatever we want over the ladies. And they eventually do that. And cat the, again, I think this will be the final time I say it. Maybe not but this was the highlight of the West Michaela where they're literally sitting in the opposite seats at the table of where they've sat before when Michaela just completely shut down Wes's arguments in an incredible and incredibly strategic and smart and correct way. 
And now Wes gets to do the, you know, though that's the same argument I gave when I was sitting in that seat once. And Michaela has to lament like, yeah, you're kind of right. I guess I shouldn't sit in the seat or something, but uh, like she knows that she's been backed in the same corner that she backed him into. And yeah, I just, I can't get enough of the two of them kind of just the interactions between the two of them and the strategy going on between both of them and together and separate. It's just all, it's all really, really great. Cassidy's pissed. She wants the boys to explain, uh, but mostly points the anger towards Wes and Wes alone feels like if Wes, to me, it feels like if Wes just sat her down prior to this, if Wes would have sat down with Cassidy immediately and who knows, maybe this happened. I don't know, but told her like, Hey, uh, I did vote for you and you deserve to be mad at that. And no matter what I say, like, if you want to target me, I get it. And that's cool. But I just want you to know, I voted for you because I was told my entire team was voting for you and I was outnumbered and doing what I wanted to do on the team. And so I wanted to be a team player and said, if my thing isn't going to really matter at all, I will vote for who everyone wants to tell me who to vote for. I was told you, and then no one else voted for you. So you can still be mad at me, but like, that's what happened. I feel like if he explains it to her that he was blindsided by his own team, it would maybe take a little bit away. Like there would have been a chance for them to like reconcile in some way. Um, but then he, I, I guess he didn't do that. Maybe he did, or maybe he didn't, I don't know, but they eventually then pin this vote on her as well. And she eventually goes into elimination for it. So I don't think there's any reconciliation to be had any more at this point. Chris is also pissed. Tyler tries to say, sorry, while Chris is filling his water bottle, Chris says, no, you're not. It's a full blown feud guys. It's the most low key feud I've ever seen. Um, I look forward to the under the breath shit talking on next week's episode to continue between those two. Then we get a night out. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We finally get to see them at the bar. We finally get to see them having fun. It's the best. Why, why, why have we not seen more of this? Uh, Yeah, we need to see more of it. It's great. Every week, I'll say it again. I don't think I've done this little rant on this particular season yet. I've done it a lot in most recent seasons, but uh, the main account, the main challenge social account always, you know, is tweeting out or posting on Instagram or whatever photos of the cast out at bars or popping bottles around the house or hanging out by the pool or singing songs together or whatever, just generally having a great time. And every time they post one of those, which they do it all the time, every freaking day. And I'm just like, Hey, Looks like Croatia's super fun. Looks like the cast got after it together. Looks like they like hanging out and are having a good time. Would be fun to see it. And we never get to see any of that anymore. It's all strategy. It's all game. In this episode, we got to see a little of it. Thank you. Because it's fun. It's wonderful. I love it. It's the best. Bring more of it back. We even get to see the little fun bachelor competition. And yes, I could be a negative Nancy over here and be like, well, we got to see 60 seconds of it. It was, you know, it should have been five minutes. It should have been 10 minutes, whatever. I want to see the whole unedited version of that moment and that, you know, that, that competition that the ladies held for the men, but I'll take 60 seconds. At least it's something. At least we get a couple funny moments from it. And it causes Cassidy all to get all mad at the end when Wes almost, you know, fake wins the fake bachelor thing. It's hilarious. It's wonderful. It's good. Give me the uncut version, the full clip. Those are the clips you should be putting out on Instagram and Twitter and all the rest. After the episode's done, not before, after it, give us that little shit you should have shown, that little bonus. Hey, you like the little Bachelor 60-second scene? Here's the full five minute. Here's every guy's walk over what they said, the audio, the whole thing. Give us that. 
then we come to back to the house for the secret vote before the secret vote is had or probably not in actual order but in the order of what we see josh and cassidy they're in the hot tub there's flirtation they're having a good time maybe that is actually the night after the bar who knows uh but that's the order we're shown it in or implied that it's in it probably wasn't but finally a hot tub scene needed one haven't had any yet the whole season i looked like i saw a hot tub early in seasons like we need to see some action in there now we're getting a little flirtation in the hot tub you love to see it then we get Alyssa and tyler who i guess like each other um it is not the most flirtatious there is not the most sparks flying in their couple of conversations but they say in confessionals they like each other and spoiler alert real world real world spoiler alert here not show spoiler necessarily but they are now together. They're dating. So you can only assume that uh, that is a little bit of a show spoiler too, that we might get to see a culmination and maybe see some actual sparks fly. Cause in that one conversation we see uh, wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the most romantic. I, I definitely wasn't feeling like Cupid's presence was there. We get to the secret vote. The vets want to split their votes in real actual secret, draw names out of a hat operation, whatever the hell they called it. Um, and yeah, they, they want to stay neutral. They want to stay chaotic. They want to stay the swing votes that the Big Brother and Survivor people have turned them into, which is all amazing. The first thing to say, it's very impressive because the second week in a row, MTV vets are running things. CBS folks are doing really nothing about it, but targeting each other. So that's amazing for the vets. It's very impressive that they're kind of starting to pull this off and rebounding from where it seemed like, you know, after Tori and bananas both had to go in there, it's like, they feel like they're going to have to just keep going in and keep going in and keep going in until they lose. Um, and they might have to start going against the Amanda's or the John A's like Tori already did, or, you know, it might be bananas versus West next time or what have you. And they've turned it around in the big way. It is very impressive. And shout out to Fessel and Corey, who kind of smartly have gotten back on board with this side of things. And uh, while Josh was Josh in the room for all of these things, yeah, Josh was in the room, right? The whole time. Um, yeah, I think that's correct. Anyways, I don't know why he wouldn't have been. But the second thing to say about this, as Wes actually pointed out on Twitter as the episode unfolded, this doesn't end up actually helping them all that much like at the end of the day the smallest woman goes home for the second week in a row uh which while i think highly of Alyssa and her chances if she would make a final be given her running abilities um it is true that for the second week in a row the end result of the vets like kind of getting this power back is yes they're all there but they're not exactly taking out anyone that could be a threat to them <laughs> really at all and so you know how much is it really working and it's worth pointing out bananas used this to hide a secret vote on Fessel. And I just want to say, Bananas is scared of Fessy. First and foremost, Fessy fan club, charter member here, charter, uh, you know, a founding member here. Um, Bananas is scared of Fessy. I get it. It's awesome. Wonderful. The goat is scared of Fessel. That's, that's re you know, real recognizes real. Um, but uh, fuck you, Bananas, not cool. And I would love to know Fessy's immediate reaction to seeing that, or maybe he knew this after the fact. I don't know. But I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing the first. He's the last person to have received a vote into the hopper of the entire season, which is pretty impressive. But uh, it made me a little nervous when that happened. I was like, I feel like we have got a couple confessionals from this episode. Could he maybe be going in here? Like, could this happen? So glad that didn't come to fruition. But yeah, Bananas didn't even go with the actual plan. He's kind of secretly trying to take shots. The one kind of take shot at half vet, half CBS folk like Fessel. So 
yeah. Uh, while it's impressive, they're keeping their names out of there, keeping themselves out of elimination. I did not see that coming a couple episodes back. Um, I'm not sure it's kind of like a half win because they, they are keeping themselves safe, but they're not necessarily like taking out the biggest threats to their game at all either. So I, I like where they're all at, and but I think Wes is reading, while he might have the most targets uh, pointed at him at this point, I think he's also reading the chessboard as usual, kind of, and especially in recent seasons, if not his whole challenge career, he's kind of reading the chessboard a little bit better than the rest of the vets, even if all of them are doing a really good job of turning the tides away from them for the time being. Then we get to the arena. 7% chance that Alyssa gets called off of that one vote, which was Tori technically from the random vote. And she gets pulled off of that 7%. And that really sucks. That's she's the first true victim of the hopper. Um, first true victim of the hopper, really tough, really, really you know, bums me out. Cause I like Alyssa definitely have a soft spot for her. The game they play is awesome. It's very difficult. I mean, moving that thing's got to be super duper difficult, you know, back and forth four to five times across the arena, really hard, but then having to line it up. Cause you have the one little tiny hole on one side of your thing. And it has to be facing in a way that you could reach out and grab the thing. You, especially at the very end, it made sense that it took them all or both of them, a couple different tries of backing up and coming back in to try to get where they could actually cover the, uh, cover the light. And so, yeah, seemed really hard. I liked it a lot. Very, very fun game. While we're here, just some random thing notes about elimination. Why didn't we see all three rounds of Chris versus Lewis last week? We also found that out after the episode. Three rounds that uh, that evil eye, whatever they called that version of pole wrestle, went. Lewis won the first round where they did a la Joss and Derek. Um, and Cam and Tori from Vendetta's where it hung from the middle of the ring and you ran and grabbed it. So speed played a part. Lewis said, you know, he won the first round because he got there first, a little spin move away and just got out quick. Like it was over in flash. And then Chris was able to get it into the physical realm in the second and ultimately third and win, have that comeback win. And like, why wouldn't you show all of that? Why? And the round we actually saw was the second round, not even the third round. So it's wild. I don't know why they would do that. I know it's a time thing, but again, like, I, 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 sometimes when there's 90 minute episodes, I'm like, Hey, we don't need 90 minute episodes. But then other times I'm like, I want to see so much more. So if you're going to show us all the stuff you already want to show us, which so far this season has all been worth it. It's all really, really good. Then make it 90 minutes and show us more. Cause, uh, like, I don't know why we didn't see all three rounds of that. I just don't understand. I think it's insane. Also, also while we are here, TJ needs to show the ball that came out of the hopper. I, there's too much fuel being given to the conspiracy theorists on social media right now. And they deserve to get loud about this <laughs> for like the second or third time this season, TJ pulls the ball out of the hopper, which is already like the balls are bouncing around and then he took, turns it off and then he presses a button and like one comes out. So it's like, that's already a little suspect, but then he takes the ball and he puts it in his pocket and he just says a name. And you know, I, again, as usual stand on the like, they're not rigging this. Alyssa's name was really pulled out of that, but also it's super sketchy. Like, couldn't you just show the ball when you pull the thing out? Couldn't it work more like an actual lotto hopper where like the balls stay bouncing around and one of them just ends up in the, the shoot and you pull it out and you show it to us it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just way too much fuel being given to the conspiracy theorist already out there. 
So anyways, killer match, happy for Cassie, soft spot for Alyssa. So I was rooting for her slightly, but uh, the thing is I like everyone in the cast right now. Um, so I, I, I really like Cassie. I'm glad she's back. I did just have a soft spot because I've spent a little more time in the challenge world with Alyssa. I've spent the same amount of time with them, probably actually more time with Cassie because there's more episodes and they were longer of Survivor. So I take all of that back, but I liked both them. It was a bummer to see either of them go home. Happy Cassidy gets this big glow up episode. And again, I like everyone in the cast right now, except for Tyler. He's the only one that I'm just like, I'm getting nothing. Um, and I need, I need something. Um, and then the only other person who I adore and I love, and I really like when they're in confessionals and everything else is Tiffany. Who's fantastic. She's super entertaining. And she's the only other one though, that I could even say, like, I would be okay with her going. Like if she was in the elimination night, I probably would have been rooting for the other person. While it would have hurt the entertainment factor of the show, certainly, because she, again, is amazing in the confessionals and just in general, like she's a very entertaining person. It makes sense why she is so successful at all the things she has done in and around this world, uh, just from a competitive standpoint of having the best final possible or the most entertaining possible final possible. I would maybe she's the only other one I could even be like, yeah, like she could go, but. I would really like her to maybe be the last person that leaves. So we get max entertainment, but then we also get like max competition level in the final. So and maybe I'm selling her short. Maybe she's going to kick ass in the final and shut me the hell up. Who knows? But uh, I love everyone on the cast really at this point. I'm really enjoying the season. Tyler is the only one that I'm like, I need a little more from you. Monty's at least trying a little harder in the confessionals or maybe just coming off better in the confessionals, giving them something to cling to. So uh, Tyler, step it up and we might have a flawless cast top to bottom. To the awards we go in yet again, uh, which is can be a sign of a good season is there's not really any quotes to give out the awards to Tiffany's crushing confessionals, as we said, but didn't really have a quote per se to use for this. I'm going to give the award to Wes for his quote. I'm a sad, very sad ginger. Uh, I guess someone's got to win it. Um, but it is sometimes a sign when they're like, they don't have to lean on just like jokes and funny confessional things. And they actually have good content to show us. That's entertaining. That can be a good thing. Uh, just makes me giving out this award a little bit harder. So Wes, you get it kind of by default this week, best moment. Not so hard. Lots of great nominations. Uh, Chris pausing before coming up with little bitches. Love that. Wes jumping into the pool. Love that. Nominee number two, nominee number three, Michaela and Wes during nominations and that back and forth about, you know, that's what I said when I was sitting in that chair, really, excuse me, really enjoyed that. Cassidy yelling, no, no, no. The moment there, all the girls are like, Wes wins. And just how immediate her reaction was to something so silly, but like, nope, can't give him anything right now. I'm mad at that motherfucker. He can't win this fake bachelor thing that we just had. No, no, no. I just, oh, it was so good. And then the fifth and final nominee, the end of the elimination was pretty thrilling. Was, you know, I had no idea who was going to pull it off and win. And uh, yeah, uh, a great game a great ending and a good edit of it as well. Uh, so all around, those are your five nominees. I'm going to give it as pretty obvious, probably uh, that, you know, I mentioned it so many times this episode, but Michaela and Wes, I'm just enjoying it so much. And that little moment of nominations and things kind of being reversed and watching them both think through it and talk through it really loved it. So moment of the episode for sure. As for episode MVP, fifth place, shout out my boy Fessel, his 800 credit score and six figure bank account. That's right. Sure. Jokes. Let the jokes ensue. He's just, he's just so good to have on the show. You can make jokes with him about him. He's good at math. 
He, I, I mean, he's the only one in the house, not romantic right now in this season, which is absolutely flabbergasting, but, uh, yeah, he's fifth place on the MVP. Chris in fourth, uh, good episode for Chris talk some shit, avoids the elimination, all that good stuff. Michaela in third Wes in second. And obviously Cassidy is the MVP of the episode. She had like 17 confessionals or something wild. I forget what I had over here for the stats. Uh, yeah, I had her down for 17. We'll see if those are official once challenge stats puts out theirs for the episode, but Holy cow. I mean, just dominating screen time, getting the win in the end in elimination, get being a part of, you know, all, all the moments of the episode from her, you know, the heartfelt moments, backstory to the funny moments of the no, no, no at the bar, everything in between winning the elimination Cassidy, absolutely dominant performance, big glow up in the challenge world. At least her first big kind of initiation into the world of challenge, really throwing her out to us and loved every bit of it. She is your episode MVP. As for the power rankings, then on the women's side, only one small change. Desi stays in first and Tori stays in second and Michaela stays in third. Previously, Alyssa was in fourth and I said she was the last of the group that I thought had an actual real chance to win. So that group is down to the three that it really probably should have been all along. Desi, Tori and Michaela. I'd be shocked shocked if one of those three does not win this season we shall see i'm moving cassidy to fourth though keeping chanel in fifth you know if those two could get desi and tori out then they could maybe win the final i just i just have a really hard time depending what the final is you know there's always twists and turns there and partners can really affect stuff as we obviously know from desi last season but uh i just feel like this is desi tori michaela like it's those three women are going to be running against each other in the final. And those are going to be the three possibilities to win on the men's side. Slight change, same top five, slightly different order. Bananas estate is number one. He's just completely flipped things from being in that elimination to now where even if the vets start to get a little heat again, I feel like the heat's on obviously clearly on Wes over bananas and that maybe he might be able to help get some heat on like a vessel to be the one to take out Wes instead of a bananas. Like I think he's in an unbelievable position that I am kind of shocked uh, that he's here two episodes after being in elimination, but he's in first vessel bumps up to second because we do see what we already knew, but we get another confirmation. He is good at math and puzzles. Like he's really good at them. He's really good and set up for everything in a final except for eating and except if it's at high altitude, because he's a lot bigger and that has shown not just in the challenge, but in life, uh, the bigger you are, the, the more the altitude fucks with you and makes it harder and harder and harder, but he's good at all the stuff. And he got enough confessionals this week. I said last week, I was like, he's just getting no confessionals. So it tells me there's no way he's like, this isn't a winner's edit or anything like that. He got a, a handful of confessionals this week. So he staved off my worries that like, Hey man, like if they never show you, then how like they can't just be at the very end be like oh yeah and fessy was here and he wins like no but i'm so I'm felt a little better he got some screen time he got some things in and so he's in second wes is in third he's dropped from first to second to third now just simply because he's i feel like he's the next up to go into elimination of this group of vets because yes the top five is still all vets i then put Corey to fourth over josh who i put down to fifth same top five as last week different order bananas fessel wes Corey, josh a vet's winning this game on the men's side and Desi 
Kayla or Tori is winning this game on the women's side. My predictions are not winning this game or any game. I went one for four again, and that's only because I gave myself credit for Michaela throwing shade, which she honestly didn't even really do this episode, but I just gave it to myself anyways. One for four, thought it would be a double elimination. It was not. I did not do my math correctly. Also, I think there's 12 episodes, not 10, which was why I was doing my math incorrectly. I said Tiffany would be an elimination. I said Blue would get the win. None of that happens. So on the season now, I have gotten six out of 16 right that's really bad. That's don't know the exact math, but it's not good. It's bad. We've got to make it be better. So here we go for Sunday nights, episode number six. First things first, a male has to be eliminated. We can't get, we can't have another female eliminated and have five females eliminated to males. It's currently four to two. This isn't survivor. We don't have all the ladies go home first and let all the men play the game after. That's not how this game works. It's supposed to be balanced. They will find a way to make it balanced. Even if it has to just be nominate two men, no women are allowed this week, something of that nature. Even if they have to just pull a specific name out of that hopper and let me give into conspiracies that they would do that. Somehow, some way, a male will be eliminated next week. That's prediction number one. Blue will win the daily challenge. That's uh, prediction number two. Tyler will be thrown in. Wes will be the highest vote getter and go up against him. Wes versus Tyler in elimination. That's prediction number three. Prediction number four then is Wes wins said elimination versus Tyler. And with that, those are four things that are probably not going to happen next week. None of them at all, more than likely, says the percentage. And it's at one for four. One of those four is going to happen. One of those four. That's what the odds say. One of those four. That's that's my usual percentage. So that's the episode. We'll be back on Sunday to talk about episode six. I'm liking the season a lot. Borderline loving the season a lot. I'm really loving the two episodes a week now. I've come all the way around. I was against it, and now I am so for it. I would like every challenge season to run this way. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys are all here listening along. Appreciate you. Love you as always. Hit that subscribe. Hit that follow. Leave me a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Most of you listen on Apple, which I'm a Spotify guy myself, but I don't care if you're listening, you're listening. That's amazing. But Apple lets you leave reviews. Type a little something out. Let those other challenge fans out there know what this pod's all about. Hopefully that's a good comment if you're still listening by this point of the pod. So thank you for being here. Hit me up on Instagram at Challenge Historian if you want to talk about the challenge at all, anything about it. Or again, if you're going to Challenge Mania Chicago next weekend, let me know. We can meet up. We can chat, have a little fun. So until Sunday night, I'll talk to you then. Peace.